0: Hey friend, it's the season of gratitude, and I am so thankful you're here. I know you want more peace and meaning in your closest relationships. I bet you even feel unseen, maybe disregarded. I bet you've even stopped sharing your truest emotions because you fear it will just cause conflict. Well, I'm here to help you break the silence and avoidance in your most valuable relationships, starting with the relationship with God and yourself. Hey, I'm Jennifer. I, too, desire vulnerability and honest conversation that inspires growth, healing, and deeper connections. And I've found it. I've found that deep, satisfactory intimacy through honest communication with God. This is the Honest Ugly Podcast where you are constantly reminded of God's invitation to friendship and intimacy with Him, simply by being honest. Grab your jacket, I'll grab my dog Mia, and let's go for a little walk in this autumn sunshine. Hey guys, so if you listened to the last episode, you got to meet my daughter, Kate, and um, you will get to meet her again in future episodes, which I'm super excited about. But today I want to talk about just how to navigate newness and how to embrace unfamiliarity and the unknown. I think life just leaves us in shambles sometimes, and then we're expected just to pick up the pieces and go back to normal. But... There isn't always going back to normal. So what do we do when life shatters you or grief stalls you? Just whatever hard thing that might be in your life. There's too many constant changes and variables in our lives for us to remain the same. And it's really sad when people do remain the same. Um, We are ever, ever evolving and changing, which that's a good thing. But so many times such hard things drastically produce change in us. And it's this unfamiliar path where we have to get to know ourselves. And it's this unfamiliar path where people don't always know what to do with us. I read something recently. It said, evolve so hard that they have to get to know you again. And life does that. It changes us in such a way that people, people aren't familiar with us. They're expecting us to be like we've always been, but we're so different. We can't show up in that same way. But when I read that, really what I thought was my own personal journey of being unfamiliar with myself. I feel like I have evolved so hard that I've had to get to know me again. I just was so unfamiliar, and that's the word that I kept using over and over and over, is it's just unfamiliar territory, and I don't know how to walk out unfamiliar territory, especially when you... I have this pretty constant path in your life, the variables seem to remain the same. And even if you're looking into the to the future life of yourself, you have these constant variables. But when when one of those variables, a big variable, is taken out, it's like it's just this unsteady, uncertain ground that you're walking on and you don't even know what to do. You don't even know what to to expect. You don't know what to plan for. You don't even know what to hope for sometimes. And you just become this person who feels lost and maybe just you don't know what to do with yourself. So I had several friends over the course of a couple of years of hardness for me. They would say things like, I miss you. And my reply would be, I know, I miss me too. But you know what? When things happen in our lives that are hard, we can't go back. We can't go back to normal. There's too much change. There's been too much growth. There's been too much realization of life isn't exactly like we thought it would be. Or maybe we put all of our hope and trust in things that we no longer can hope and trust in those things. And so it's just, there's just too much change for us to remain the same all the time. So what I want to just do here is talk about, I don't know, five, six, seven things maybe about what we do now that we have to navigate this newness. When we're unfamiliar with ourselves, unfamiliar with our circumstances, how do we navigate? How do we navigate that newness? Well, the first thing I wanna talk about is grace. We have to give grace to ourselves to show up unknowing. There's so many times that we just, we, we feel this sense of control, like we're in control of things, and we aren't really, but we feel like we are. But if we can show up with this grace, this receiving God's grace for ourselves, just to be fully in the moment, knowing that we don't have any control over anything. And this grace to show up not knowing anything, this grace to show up with humility, this grace to show up with dependence. If we can just show up in that way and extend grace to ourselves when we don't feel productive or when we're not getting anything done or when we don't feel like we're moving forward or when we are trying to put these shoulds on ourselves, like I should be over this by now or I should have done this today or I should be doing this. If we can just throw the shoulds away and give ourselves grace just to be, just to exist, just to breathe and let God have his way in us. And I'm not saying that we can be so passive that we don't have any action. I'm just saying so many times in our lives before something really big happens, we might not show up and give ourselves grace. We have these action steps and these to-do lists and this routine and these expectations and we get stuff done. But when our life is shattered and we can't show up and function in that same way, we have to give ourselves grace to show up unfamiliar and, and out of control and just again, just this unknowing, like show up and just hands open and say, I really don't have a clue. I, I have no idea. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just here today. I'm just breathing. <laughs> really, I'm just waiting for bedtime so I can escape and go to sleep. <laughs> I mean, if you've been in a hard situation, you know you can resonate with that, but just give ourselves grace and maybe That looks like laziness to other people, but really it's rest and it's trust, and it is showing up, giving God space to move in our hearts. We have to show up with grace for ourselves if we're going to navigate this newness when we have absolutely no idea what life is going to hand us today or tomorrow or in, in the days ahead. We just have to give ourselves grace. The more I think about that as I as I wrap up grace, we cannot give ourselves grace if we haven't accepted it ourselves. And God is a God of grace. And so we have to receive that grace He's giving us given us. I mean, He's already given us our identity. He is already loving us and improving us, and we are chosen by Him. He's not expecting anything of us. He's just wanting us to be still and know He is God and to walk with Him in friendship and relationship. So we have to receive that from Him before we can give it to ourselves, especially before we can give it to anybody else. The second thing that we're going to need as we navigate this newness, we're going to need some patience. When life is hard or traumatic events happen or there's been a shattering of your belief system or your core values or just your normal, healing is slow and it takes time. And God is not in a hurry with us at all. And I just think that when we can give ourselves the space and the time we need without hurrying it along then the healing process can go deeper. And I would like to say it would be hurried up. And I do think it is, but I don't want to give a false hope that hurried up means hurried because it is definitely not hurried. It is slow, but it can be really rich and really deep if you give yourself patience to evolve and to be transformed and just the space that God needs to whisper into our hearts as he grows us in intimacy and dependence it's gonna take some time. There were two things that um, one of my friends specifically spoke over me all the time was give yourself some grace and have patience with yourself. And another thing she would always say is this permission to be human, just be a permission to be broken, and just to sit in your humanity because we are not God and we don't have everything under control like we want. And so just to be patient with ourselves and be patient with our humanity is was a really big thing in my healing process. Another thing that I would like to encourage you to do if you're struggling if you're struggling to navigate this life now that you have that has been upset by hard things. I want to encourage you this is going to sound maybe not the way Some of my listeners want it to sound, but I want to challenge you to question your core beliefs and your belief system. Because when things are shaken up, when things are shattered, when things are in a crumbly mess at your feet, you get to rebuild. God gets to rebuild. He gets to pick up the broken pieces and get rid of the junk that is no longer good for you that you can't take with you anymore and you get to rebuild and for me the best way or the most fruitful the most efficient way for me was to question what I really believed to question who I really was in the sight of God who I was when I looked in the mirror and who I wanted to be how I wanted to show up in this life I got to question all of those and I got to look at my belief system and the foundation that was laid for me and I really get to weigh it up against what I think the spirit living inside of me is telling me, what my mind I think is telling me, what God's word is telling me, just what the voices and culture have been telling me. I got to weigh all of that and just look at it with this intent eye of desperation to show up each day in such a way that God changes me more into his likeness. And the best way for me to do that was to question, to ask hard questions of God and myself. Like, do I really believe this? Did I ever believe it or did I just try to live it because other people believed it? What do I believe about God, about what God says about me, about myself, about humanity, about people, about community? about holiness and purity and intimacy. What do I believe about those things? Because when you have this shattering, like when you have this place where your life is just kind of in this neat little box where there hasn't been a lot of trauma or hurt or unshattering yet, it really is kind of hard to pick away the pieces. I don't know why an ice pick just came to my mind, but I'm thinking of these hard brick walls that maybe have built us in into this box. Well, if you take an ice pick and you start chipping away at little by little, that's really hard because you have this this structure. But when it comes crumbling down at your feet, it's so stinking hard, but what a gift because you don't need an ice pick. I mean, it's been demoed for you and all you have to do is pick up, look at something, And sort it out whether or not you want to rebuild with that or not. And if you don't, toss it. And if you do, keep it. Like, I don't know that I would have ever said that my hard things were gifts in the moment of them. But when I can look back now, I just, like I said, I have this visual image of this boxed in hard wall around me for all those years. And I couldn't get out of it no matter how hard I tried. No matter how Intently, I looked at my core values and my foundation and my belief system and just the voices and all these things. I couldn't break out of that box. But then when it was completely shattered, I really did get to pick and choose what I wanted to move forward with. So it's a huge gift. So if you can just question while you're in this place of trying to navigate newness, I think that you will find that it's really exciting to let God be the one to rebuild you. The next thing I want to talk about is anchoring yourself with habits. When you're unfamiliar with this new place that you've found yourself in, some of the old things that you used to do might not be very beneficial to you anymore. I can't think of some specific examples, but the way you you have always done things, the way you've always shown up to life might not be the way you're gonna show up to life anymore. But we have to anchor ourselves with some some healthy habits or we're just gonna stumble around and not not move forward at all. And again, I don't mean move forward with action, but I just mean move forward with grace and move forward with patience and move forward with this belief that God is gonna do what he wants to do in our lives. So if we can anchor ourselves with some habits, and and for me, with my coaching clients, those habits would be to be in constant conversation with the Lord and to be in honest, constant conversation and to notice those emotions that surface. Like One of the habits that I picked up was being aware of the emotion that just surfaced in me. Being aware of my body and how it's responding to those emotions and being aware of the root of why that might have surfaced and asking myself hard questions like, why did I just feel that way? Okay, but why? Okay, but why? Okay, but why? And I don't want to overanalyze everything. There's a lot of times that this habit that I would create, it would be more of a habit of, okay, God, I'm aware of this. Thank you for showing it to me. If you're, wanting to, if you're wanting me to be aware of something I need to have some action on over this situation, show me that action. If you're just making me aware of it so I can give it back to you, God, in prayer, like, here, God, I'm acknowledging this anxiety. Can you do what you're going to do with it? You know, this habit of, okay, is that something I'm supposed to deal with or is that just something I'm supposed to acknowledge to the Lord and ask Him to deal with it? So just these habits of response to life and they can also be action habits I mean I sat out in the sunshine a lot and I wrote in my journal and I read I read books and I read my bible and I read devotionals and I read articles and I read theological things I just created habits that anchored me to the truth that I may I wanted to make sure that I didn't leave this hard place and be the same person as I walked into the hard place, if that makes sense. I don't want to ever walk through any circumstance the same person as I stepped into it. I always want to be evolving and changing and becoming more like Christ in it and becoming more, you know, this just came to mind. I think so many times we use the phrase becoming more like Christ and all we do is focus on his perfection and his holiness, which leaves grace completely out of, of out of it in our humanity. But when I say those phrases or that phrase of be, "transform me more into the likeness of Christ," all of a sudden the fruit of the spirit just comes into me and love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and faithfulness. And gentleness and self-control. Yeah, I'm going to have some hiccups. I'm going to have some failures along the way that's going to make me not look perfect and holy. But if I'm becoming more like Christ in the fruit, the fruit of His Spirit that's living in me, if I'm loving deeper, if I am extending kindness and gentleness more naturally, if I am becoming more self-controlled, I am becoming more like Christ. So don't get hung up on, oh my gosh, I failed again. I'm never going to get this right. Because becoming like Christ doesn't mean we're going to become perfect. It means that his character and how he treats people is going to come out of us more naturally. So anyway, that just came to mind. I'm going to trust it was from the Lord for me and for somebody out there. The next thing I want you to do, or I would encourage you to do, that I did myself and experienced healing on this journey of navigating newness and unfamiliar territory was to explore. Explore myself and the things that I like. Explore my options moving forward. Explore how I want to show up in life. Explore possibilities and dreams and ideas and things the Holy Spirit would whisper into me just explore with God in conversation because when you are unfamiliar and when you're in this new place that you can move forward and like it's completely unknown God does really get to rebuild something new and you get to partner with him in that so when you can explore like maybe for me I've always been a writer I have written oh my gosh journal pages after journal pages of prayers and hopes and dreams and word vomit and processing and honest, ugly, yucky that I threw away because I didn't want anybody to read. But then my life felt shattered and I didn't take that excessive habit of writing into this new season. I still write. I still journal. I still post on social media my words, but I do not write as much as I did And when I was working through that with my counselor, working through it with the Lord, I just realized how much of that desperate writing was probably a trauma response from years, years of things. And those places God has healed in me and is still healing places in me, but that that trauma response is no longer needed. As I move forward. Yes, I'm still a writer, but he's taken off the weight of it and he's taken off the baggage and he's taken off the desperation of why I used writing as a tool to cope and to I don't know what all I used it for. But he didn't take away the gift of writing, he just refined it and is using using it in a in a healthier manner now. So just those kind of things, just explore explore what you've always done and ask yourself Is that because I love it? Is that something I want to take with me? Is that something the Lord's going to let me take with me into the days ahead? Like just because there are always old habits that you used to survive or function or whatever, you're a new person now. So don't try to keep the same habits if they're things you need to let go of as a means to try to grasp grasp for normal because you're not going to get your normal back. Your normal, what you knew, is as, as normal before something really hard. You can't, you can't ever get back there. We want to get back there because it was comfortable, and we we knew how to survive and we knew how to function. But we we really don't want to go back there because now that we've walked through hard things and our relationship is is deeper with the Lord and we're we're more intimate in relationship with Him and He's just refined so many things in us and He's given us a vision of possibilities. Once we can breathe again, um, we don't really want to go back to normal. We want the sense and the comfort that normal brings, but we don't want that normal because that normal was dysfunction. And so as you're thinking ahead and you're exploring and you're anchoring yourself with these habits and questioning your core values and being patient with yourself and showing up with bucket loads of grace over yourself, remember that what you're... Let me think what I'm trying to say... What you're striving for is not normal. It, it, it's not that um, familiar normal that you were used to. What you're striving for is calm and peace and joy. And you feel like that old familiar norm will get you that, but it won't. <laughs> it won't because that peace and joy and all those things that you're desiring, they weren't back there either. They're ahead with the Lord as he refines you, refines you, refines me, and moves us forward taking off the weight that burdened us for so long, even though we didn't know it was a burden at the time. Now what I said just now most likely doesn't apply to a grief from losing a loved one. Obviously, you want that person and that wasn't a burden that, oh, now you ha- you're you rid of that you can move on. I don't mean that with grief, with death. I just mean these shattering events in life that you just kind of stayed in with dysfunction. You don't really want that back. You want a better version of that. So just I, I just need to say that because I know what I just said doesn't apply to all situations of grief and trauma. So the last thing I want to mention is just this permission to be different. Like if you can give yourself permission to be different, to show up in ways you've never shown up before. If you can give yourself permission not to meet anybody else's expectation. I remember there was a time there in my hard season, I didn't feel like anybody knew what to do with me. Because I wasn't showing up how I had always shown up. I wasn't showing up a people pleaser anymore. I wasn't showing up without boundaries anymore. I wasn't showing up and overdoing. I, w- I just wasn't showing up the way I always had shown up. I used to show up with yeses all the time, and now I had some no's. I used to show up with too many words, and now I just realized that no is a complete answer. I don't have to explain myself. <laughs> so I was showing up different for everyone else, and I don't think anybody knew what to do with me. But I mean, I didn't even know what to do with myself, but I started giving myself permission to show up different. I decided to give myself permission to be different and to change and use this opportunity just to like, okay, nobody else understands me. So why don't I just create a new version of myself that I'm good with, that I'm solid in my approval from God and nobody else's opinion matters. And if I can give myself permission to not let anybody else's opinion matter except the Lord's, then I'm going to be in a healthier place anyway. And I wasn't there yet when I was working through this. But now I can say, give yourself permission to change. And give yourself permission to be different, even if nobody else gives you permission. I read something else recently. It said, be you, they'll adjust. And my friend that posted it also kind of added something to the fact of, And they might not adjust, but I mean, I don't know. I don't remember exactly what she said, but they probably won't adjust. It may take them a while to adjust. But you know what? Be you. You're the only one that can be you. So be you. And if they don't adjust, well, at least you grew and you're better off, right? So that's all I have for you today. I hope you heard a nugget that might have spoken some encouragement to you today um, I'll just repeat the words that I just said to show up with grace and patience questioning anchors of habits with this explorers attitude and heart and permission to be different and just show up without meeting anybody's expectations because guess what God loves you you're fully known by him and he loves you deeply And there's nothing you can do to make him love you more. And there's nothing you can do to make him love you less. So as you're navigating this newness, this unfamiliar territory, just remember that even if you feel like you are letting go of what you've always known, sometimes that might even feel like, like I had a friend navigating this hard season of unknown and her fear was, I don't even know if I'm a Christian anymore. I don't even know if I believe in God and some of us friends were like, okay, we believe you're a Christian. We believe you love God. It's just that everything you've always believed about God has been shaken and stirred. <laughs> it, it, is, it, is, it has come crumbling down at your feet. But what I have found and what my, some of my friends have found is that's because what we believed about God was wrong. <laughs> what we believed about relationships quite possibly could be wrong. What we, what we believed about these things that we always believed so strongly about that we thought were convictions from the Holy Spirit. They were just man-made rules and regulations that we held on to. And when God shattered those, He's rebuilt us with something genuine and intimate and real and friendship. The song, And He Walks With Me and He Talks With Me, that just has become real to me. Like I can say, God is my friend because He's walking with me and He's talking with me. And most things that I ever felt that felt so strongly that I believed have been tweaked and refined, and and they're not exactly as strongly opinionated and these hard-nosed convictions that I thought were straight from the Holy Spirit. No, they were tainted with a lot of man-made stuff. So just give yourself permission, guys, to show up. To explore, to trust God, because here's the thing. We are not big enough to thwart God's plan for us. He promises to see us through to completion, and He will will do that so we can trust Him with us. Talk to you guys later. Who doesn't love a good walk in the sunshine, especially when friends and conversation are involved? I hope today's episode invited you into a deeper connection and intimacy with God. It's your turn to share what's on your heart this season of gratitude. Go click the link in the show notes to join our Facebook community where you can chime in about this specific episode. If you're encouraged here listening to The Honest Ugly, be sure and share it with a friend who might be encouraged and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. If you feel stuck and don't know how you're going to move forward this next year, book a coaching session with me would love to help you know how to respond to God's invitation to find healing and intimacy. Just a reminder before you rush off, you are fully known and deeply loved. Nothing you do will make God love you more, and nothing you do will make Him love you less.